want to come with you a message on shakeable hope. And that's the blessing that God gives us. Uh, we need that, right? We need that. Everything in life requires hope. Hope. And often people ask the question, is there hope? Millions of people every day, is there hope for my life? Hope for my marriage? Hope for my finances? Hope for my health? Hope for my future? Hope for my children? Is there hope? Is there hope for the economy? Is there hope for my tomorrow? Uh, uh, it, and, and the reason is that is we need hope to survive. Human beings can go through any difficult situation, any situation, if they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can bear any situation knowing that it's going to get better. That I'm not staying here, this too shall pass. If there is that realization, understanding, there is that acceptance that you know what, things are bad right now, but that's not the end of the story. Soon and very soon it will be over. You, you can get through any situation. And the reason, the reason people can make it in life, the reason people give up in life, either give up in their business, in their marriage, in their health, on the job, in any endeavor, in their dream, in the the reason they, they, they give up is because they don't see hope. They don't see hope. And the reason people are hopeless is because we live in a broken world. If you look behind you, we tend to remember the bad things that happen and forget the good things, right? As human beings, that's what we are. If you don't train your heart and mind. If you look behind you, it's like, look at everything that's happened to people. Look at everything that happened in my past. Look at everything that happened to people that I love. Why do I think things will be different for me, right? So you can't find hope in itself in this world because this world is broken. If you look around you every day, there are bad things that are happening, right? And if you project what's happened in the past and project what's happened around you into the future, what happens? There's a tendency in a broken world. In a dark, evil world for you to live a hopeless life. But you don't have to. You don't have to. As believers, God gives us hope. He gives us hope. Hope, hope. And throughout the, the, the New Testament, hope is the central message. And the notion of hope is conveyed through a sense of expectation. God wants you and I to live Looking ahead, live on tiptoe that something good will happen to me. That this is not the end of my life. That no matter what situation I'm going through, better days are yet to come in my life. That my best days are not behind me, but they are in front of me. No matter what's going on, and regardless of your age, you say, Pastor Mike, you don't say I'm growing old. What, what, what good things can happen? Yes, 1,000 years is about a day. What has not happened in your life will come to pass. Because God is not finished with you. We sing a song, if I'm not dead, what? God is not done with me. And that's the message of the gospel. Throughout the gospel, this is conveyed. The sense of expectation. And that's the central message of Jesus. is the kingdom of heaven is near. He says, turn from your ways and turn to God. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven, what happens in heaven? The protection, the peace, the provision, the presence, the purpose of heaven will happen in your life even though you live on a broken planet. That's the central message of the gospel. The epistles of Paul convey this message. And Paul speaks about, hey, without the resurrection, our life will be in vain. The empty tomb, the cross, is God's handwriting, God's map, God's signature to say, look at what I did. 
death that is the most difficult that's the most dangerous that's the most scary thing has been conquered by the blood by victory because the cross is empty when jesus said it is finished that your problems will not bury you that what you can handle is not the end of your life your life is not based on the difficulties or the challenges that are beyond your fixing god power can do all things He's risen from the dead. And not only is the tomb empty, he's coming back. And so live in expectation that where Jesus is today, he will come and take you so that where he is, you'll be there forever. That is this message of Paul's theology all through Paul's epistle. So we see the gospels, Jesus conveying that expectation. The kingdom of heaven is here and I'm coming back. Paul picks it up and says, hey, the cross is empty. Not only the cross is empty, Jesus is coming back to take you where he is. You see in John's gospel and the, and the epistles of John and the epistles of Peter, we see this message also conveyed in Jesus is coming. And then in the book of Revelation, it all comes together. Where God tells us that we must have patient endurance because soon and very soon, the skies will open. Soon and very soon, there's paradise waiting. Soon and very soon, there's a coronation waiting. Soon and very soon, there's a marriage feast at the lamp. Soon and very soon, you're going to be crowned with crowns in heaven forever and ever and ever. And what this, this earth cannot fix, what there are no problems, no miracles, no healing, no power of heaven to fix earth problems, God has already taken care of that in paradise. You will close your eyes to this world and open it into a brand new world place where there is no sin, no sickness, no sadness, no death, no separation, a place called paradise in the very presence of God. And that is the essence of, a, so while we need hope to cope, while hope gives energy in life, while every endeavor, every waking up this morning, just, just getting up from bed and putting one foot down, it, needs, it takes hope to do that. Where do we find hope? We find hope. Look at what Job tells us. Look at this. Job 14, 7. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what news will come forth, oh, yes, we know it in life. There will be some good days and, and, and not so good days. But here's what God tells us, that we have hope in Christ. Job 14, 7. Read with me. It says, even a tree has what? More hope. If it is cut down, it will sprout again and grow new branches. And I said, beloved, you've got to realize that. That your life is not based on what has happened or what's happening. When you're going through good times, yes, praise God, rejoice. But what most people do is that when they're going through good times, they're happy. When they're going through bad times, they're sad, they're miserable, they feel hopeless. And God said, you should not resign your life to this life of des- this quiet desperation. Where you are carrying in your heart the pain, the problems, the misery, the missed opportunities, the hurts of yesteryear. And you're thinking, look what, it's going to happen again. And then this year is going to fall. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get broke. You know, things are going to get bad in my marriage. My friends are going to be off. It happened before. God says what? Realize this. Realize this, that there is what? Hope. That even though in this broken world, all of us have encountered difficulties and will encounter that God says, if we get cut down, we will what? Grow new branches. If we fall, we will rise. If we grow weak, God will make us strong. What we cannot do, God can do in and through us for our good and for his glory. He says, live in hope. Amen. And we find this hope in God. 
Now, all discouragement here, this all discouragement and all disappointments come from putting our hope in something we shouldn't be putting our hope in in the first place. Every discouragement, every disappointment is founded on putting our hope in something that God never intended for us to put our hope in. So you don't understand, Pastor Mike, I'm sad, I'm discouraged, I'm disappointed. Well, the reason, the reason is that is you put your hope in something God never intended you to put your hope in. You see, if you put your hope in money, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get disappointed because there will be situations that not even billionaires, they come empty sometimes, not everything that we can handle. If you put your hope in an economy, you say, well, this, this economy, is, things are going to go great. Well, we, we all know what's happened. Right? We run into a season of COVID and there were no answers to that. Right? Everything was going great. Right? And then we realized the federal government has been raising interest rates. Boom, 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 boom. Done that 10 times since February. You can't put your hope in the economy. You're going to get disappointed. If you put your hope in the government, you're going to get severely disappointed. You say, well, I can't wait for this person to be the president or this person. Well, don't wait. Because even if they come in power, whatever country it is, they will not be solving your problems. (laughs) Some people just get so wound up with politics. If you put your, your hope on other people, you've lived long well enough to, to realize that even well-meaning people, kind people, oftentimes are not able not only to solve their problems, but also help us through our problems. So there will be a time that you, others will let you down, and you will let yourself down, because God has never destined you to put your hope in anybody. There is only one reliable source of hope that will never let you down. There's only one person that the Bible says will give us eternal and lasting hope. And that is in Christ Jesus. Your relationship with Christ Jesus is the key. It is the foundation. It is the rock. It is the pillar. It is oh, the, 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 the source of all your hope. Look at what the Bible tells us. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. Uh, in Second Thessalonians uh, 2.16. It says what? Read that with me. It says what? May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who, is, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Chock full of truths in there. It says God gives us what? He gave us what? Eternal encouragement and what? Good hope. It, it, Eternal encouragement means endless encouragement. You say, Pastor Mike, you don't know what's happening in my life. Hey, that was the most terrible time. Well, God's not finished with you. There is no situation that God cannot handle. He says he'll give you endless encouragement. Endless encouragement. There's no problem that you go through that God has, does not have his hope, his strength, his stamina, his grace, his wisdom, his peace, his power, his provision to be able to see you through. You have endless encouragement from God. Endless. Whatever situation that has happened, that has happened, that, that has never happened to you or anyone you know, when you go, you say, what's going to happen when I, when I get sick? What's going to happen when this happens? You name the situation and God says, I have what? Endless encouragement and good hope. And he says it doesn't come from anyone. It comes from what? The Lord Jesus Christ and God your Father who loved you and by his grace has what? Given you. He's given you that. It's guaranteed. Glory to God. The angels are waiting to dispense that to your life when you go through those problems. It's, it's already been issued. It's been released. 
And it doesn't come from this world, it doesn't come from the economy, it doesn't come from the government, it doesn't come from you, it doesn't come from anybody. He says, the Lord Jesus Christ and God your Father, and He does it because He loves you, and it's by His grace, it means you haven't earned it or deserved it. And so don't count yourself out of this. You say, oh, this is for the pastors. This is for those who are always fasting and praying, not me. If you knew my past, you wouldn't say this will happen to me. It's God, it's God. It, it comes from God who loves you, and God who, has, who gives you by grace. Glory to God, it's on earned unearned favor and that is who god says we should bank on we should hope in we should trust in and we should look for eternal encouragement and good hope amen now you say what does this hope look like well this is how it looks like this is how it feels like this is what you can expect when you are down when you are weak when you are broke when you are sad when you are discouraged you should not resign to a life of hopelessness and desperation god says expect that the god who gives us eternal encouragement and good hope will do this in your life and he says this is how it looks like that's how it looks like. Look at Isaiah 40, verse 31. Guess what? Those who hope in the Lord. You see that? Because if you hope in God, it will, they will renew their strength. They will soar on with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, the two knots in here and say, it says the hope of God will cause you not to grow weary and not to faint. Now, as human beings, we know that we'll grow weary, right? You get tired. By evening time, I'm going to be yawning, right? <laughs> I can't go past like 10 o'clock and I'm just gone. But God is saying, hey, as human beings, you're going to get tired. But guess what? He says, my hope, my hope power will what? give you strength beyond your ability. He says, you won't grow weary and you won't faint. Though the pressures in life may be overbearing, though the tension in life may come upon you, that you feel like, man, I'm being crushed front, left, and center. God is saying that you can rely on my hope. Lift your head up. And to help you realize that, yes, things are rough right now, but a better day is coming. God gives us eternal encouragement and good hope. And it says, when we hope in the Lord, he says what he will want. Renew our strength. Oh, how many of you need strength renewal? We need it every day. Glory to God. Just when you think you can't take it anymore, he says, count on God. Oh, when you hear somebody says, if this ever happened to me, I don't know what to do, not for a child of God. Because when you hope in the Lord, yes, you may feel that way, but God is right there with you, pumping your heart with hope, with peace, with joy, lifting your heart up, encouraging you, removing that hurt, that scar, that worry, that fear, that frustration from your heart and your mind. And in time, you're going to realize that, yes, my problem is still around, but what? I've gotten bigger than my problem. I've gotten stronger than my problems. I don't know what's happened. I can't cry anymore. I don't know what's happened. I can't worry about this anymore. I don't know what's happened. But guess what? I, you know, something has happened that God has made me stronger than the problem that I thought was going to bury me. Glory to God. And that's what God's hope does. When you hope in the Lord, God says, I give you something extra. And that extra thing will renew your strength so that you will soar with wings as eagles. And sometimes God causes us to soar about our problems. The problems will still be there, but guess what? We've, we've moved on. 
We've moved on in our outlook. We've moved on in our perception. We've moved on in our evaluation. We've moved on. If it's going to stay, let it stay forever. But it, will ha- it, won't, it won't worry us anymore. We're not losing sleep over this situation anymore. Because God has caused us to soar. Glory to Almighty God. And in time, the God who is able to do all things will fix our problem. But until then, he says, I'll give you hope. I will give renew your strength. Those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. Now, we all know that the big battle is not what's on the outside. The big battle is what's on the inside. Listen, you can have all your external problems solved, and you can still be a miserable person, a prideful person, an envious person, a jealous person, one who is looking over your shoulders, one who doesn't sleep well at night, one who has low self-esteem, that no matter how high you get in life, you feel like you are nothing. We all know that. So the things of the outside doesn't fix the things of the inside. What shall it profit a person to gain the whole world and lose things? But God says that the one thing that happens in life is how that problem has left you broken, left you weak, left you scared, left you helpless, left you hopeless. I'm going to fix that. Those who hope in the Lord, I will renew your strength. Yes, it happened. Glory to God. But you are not broken. You are not weak. You are not disappointed. You are not frustrated. You are not desperate. Glory to God. Oh, my goodness. You are not in depression. Now, others may be saying, I can't sleep at night because of your problem. It says, you sleep well at night because I'm sleeping and snowing. I can't sleep at night because of what happened to you, because of what happened to your child, because of what happened to your job, because of what happened to your health. It says, you, you better sleep well at night, though, because guess what? My problem is there, but guess what? I, I, I'm not worried anymore. God has renewed my strength. God has given me wings to soar higher than the eagle, so that now I can run and not be weary. I can walk and not be faint. In other words, I've got new stamina, new stamina to be able to weather the storm. What? I didn't think I could ever get through it. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Oh, my God goodness is empower me encouraging me and building me up to get through that situation oh my brother my sister perhaps life challenges have left you feeling persecuted feeling hopeless you are the place where you look behind you or you look around you and you say man look at everything else that's not happening in my life how can I make it to tomorrow don't give up I want to share with you three pillars of hope when God says that the Lord Jesus Christ who loved you has, by his grace has given you eternal encouragement and has given you good hope. What does it mean? What is it that you can hold on to as an anchor? What is it that you can wrap your mind around it? What is it that even when tears are running down your cheeks, you can say because of this situation I have hope. Let me give you three of those. And all of those are found in the book of First Peter. You know, the Apostle Peter wrote the, the Bible book of First Peter, the Christians who were was, who was suffering persecution under the Roman Empire. Emperor Nero was feeding Christians to hungry lions in the Colosseum. He was nailing them to the cross. He hated the whole Christianity, how people who were mediocre people were just... Living their lives with excitement, with peace, with joy, with love, and couldn't understand that. He was uh, grabbing them and spraying them with tar and lighting them up. So that people can see, look at what happens when you follow this 
person that we thought was dead, but you guys are saying that he's risen from the dead and he's giving you so much hope and power. And so Peter wrote to this, these believers who were going through a, a difficult time, were being hounded and persecuted. And he gave them reason for hope. He gave them the truth to be able to hang their heart on. And it's for you and I. So you and I can have what deep-rooted hope. You and I or can be in that space of life where we can find strength from Almighty God uh, in, these, in these three areas. In these three areas. Number one is this. That God has what chosen for a divine purpose. The reason I can have lasted, deep-rooted, unshakable hope when I trust in God is that God has what chosen me for what a divine purpose. I've been chosen. Amen. This is the first thing that gives us hope. That my life is not my own. My enemies are not in charge of my life. My situation is not in charge of my life. God is in charge of my life and God has chosen me for a divine purpose. That while I may not see everything and understand everything, I am wired to God who is the architect and the builder of my life. And he has a divine purpose for my life. Now you better believe that. As a child of God, just look at your life. If you follow long enough, look at your life. And you see the testimony of God, the handwriting of God. Glory to God. That, that God loved you even before he loved you. He's wired you. He's put some things in your life. He has turned situations in your life around. That there is all, already the stamp of God, the signature of God upon your life. And he says, realize that God is not finished with you. He has a divine purpose for your life. And he has chosen you. You have been singled out by God. Chosen by God for a divine purpose. And you ought to realize that, that your problems hasn't changed God's plan for your life. The delays or the denials or the challenges and the problems and whatever this has happened hasn't changed God's plan for your life. And God is saying, look up. Don't look behind. Don't look around you. Don't even look ahead. Look up. Look up. That God has still chosen me. If I'm alive, if I'm, if I'm not dead, God is not finished with me. He's still got great plans for my life. Now you may not see it all. And you're not supposed to see it all. Jesus said, what I do now, you do not know. It's like watching a plant. You say, well, I'm going to see how this plant grows. You're going to be looking at it and you won't see anything. All you see is the plant grow. You say, I want to see, oh, uh, uh, parents who have children. Did you see your children grow? Before you realize they can't fit their clothes anymore. They, they can't fit. You say, what, what's happened? What's happened to this child? They're just blow, blowing up. You say, I just want to watch them grow. You watch all you want to, you don't see nothing. Right? And God said, look, what I do now behind the scenes, you don't, but understand that, understand that, that God has a plan for your life. He didn't just leave you here to, to just basically bumble around. He didn't leave you here to fake it till you make it. He's got a plan for your life. And he has singly chosen you for a divine purpose, a godly purpose. That purpose is stamped in heaven and no one can change that. Glory to Almighty God. There will be some detours and what it seems like a delay, but it's all in the plan of God to prepare you and to fashion you for his good plans for your life. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1-2. 1 Peter 1-2. Please read that with me. He says what? You are what? Chosen according to the purpose of God the Father and were made a holy people by his spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be purified by 
his blood oh i love this portion of scripture do you see the trinity in here god the father the holy spirit and what jesus christ you see those three <laughs> you are glory to god you've got the trifactor effect upon you amen he says you've been chosen you've been chosen You've got God the Father on your side. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got Jesus Christ. You've got Team God focused, oh, specifically on your life. He says you are chosen by God. And all this, all this work that's happening is what? To get you in shape for God's purpose. What God's purpose. You are chosen for a divine purpose. And so this is how it works out. God is not finished with you. This is a journey. It's a process. Now, the beginning may be rough to you. The beginning may look like, I mean, if you see an architect, if, I mean, if you see a builder building a house, right? You say, what is this? This is a big mess. Well, what are they doing? They're mixing cement. They're putting blocks up. Well, what in the world are they doing? This looks so messy. Look at this area. It was nice. All of a sudden, you people have come here and look at this, this bad stuff that's happening. But wait till they're done. Oh, for those of you who know how to cook a meal, you know what's happened. You go in the kitchen, right, and you see a meal being cooked at first. You're going to say, wow, the kitchen is a big mess here. Sometimes some of the stuff that you use doesn't smell that good. Right? But, but when you're done, oh, my goodness. Can I have some more of that stew? <laughs> Can I have some more of that, of, that, of that stuff? The beginning may not look good, but God's saying, he says, I've chosen you for a purpose and I'm working on it. And it says this purpose here is, is, is that uh, uh, to, 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 God wants to make you a holy person. The word holy means set apart. The whole well means that sanctified. God is, is changing you, changing your situation, changing your circumstances. And this is an ongoing situation. When is God going to be done? He's not done, oh. It's a process that will continue until you see Jesus face to face where the Bible says, then you will be like him. All through your life, there's what? Changes going on. Transformation going on. God is separating you. One, oh my goodness. It's a process. It's a transformation process. Don't worry. Don't worry. Glory. God. The process of making the sausage may not that pretty. The process. Oh, goodness gracious. If you know anyone who, who, who cuts a hair. A, I mean, you see them cutting someone's hair. So what are they doing? They're messing things up. But wait till the end. I mean, when your stylist is doing your hair, if you are looking at everything they are doing, look at them. Well, well, you just messed my hair up. Be patient. The end will look good. And God has said, hey, you have been chosen by God for a purpose. And God is making you holy, making you better, making you stronger. All glory to Almighty God. And it says, he's purifying you by his blood. Making you better. At the end. The end result is that what there is a purpose. There's a method to the madness. The tears, the hurts, the delay, the sadness, the separation, others who are gossiping against you, pulling you down, trying to get you confused. Everything that's going on in your life that you don't know, you don't understand, don't even agree with that. God says, I will use all that for your good. Amen. To bless you. But understand that you've been chosen. You've been chosen. You were chosen. Now, it feels good to be chosen, isn't it? It feels good to be chosen for a team. It feels good to be chosen for a job. Remember when you wanted a job and it's like, am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? And they say, you hide, you can start. Right? You, feel, you feel good that, man, I've been chosen. 
I mean, it feels good to receive recognition when you are recognized for doing something nice. He says, wow, I feel good about that. We love to be chosen. God is saying, I have chosen you. You are chosen according to the purpose of God to be made holy, purified by the blood of Jesus. So every day you wake up, regardless of what you're doing, God says, I want you to hold your head up and realize that what, there's hope ahead. God is not finished with me. The master architect, the designer of life, has still got me covered, and he has chosen me. He's working in through my life. It is God the Father, Jesus my Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Team God is on my side to work all things for my good. So while I don't understand what's going on, I don't agree with what's going on, while I'm saddened what's going on, I will not lose hope because God isn't finished with me. If you receive that, say amen. The second reason that you can have rock solid unshakable hope is this, is this, is that always God treats me with what? Mercy. God always treats me with mercy. Now, this is important because one of the sources of disappointment and discouragement and frustration and depression is failure, right? We are always losing something. Say, I lost my health. I lost my job, I lost my child, I lost my, my relationship, I, I, lo- I lost money. And so we get discouraged by failure. We get discouraged by the misses of life. Life is made of losses, right? We lose time, we lose energy, we lose money, we lose people, loved ones move away from us. And so we get to a place where we're like, look at me, I'm broken. And sometimes these losses are based on Things that we do or don't do. We say, if I did this, if I went here, if I said this, this is what would have happened. God says, don't worry about it. I'm, I always treat you with what? Mercy. Mercy greater than your mistakes. Mercy greater than your losses. Mercy greater than all the difficulties that either you do or others do in your life. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. First Peter 1.3. Read that with me. It says what? All honor to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for it is what? His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live what? In the what? Hope of eternal life. Friend, oh, the more you understand this, so you have a privilege of being born again. You have a privilege of belonging to the family of God. Your daddy is God. <laughs> you're not here by yourself. You, you're not a widow. You're not an orphan. I mean, you're not your race, you're not the color of your skin, you're not your age, you're not your bank account, you're not your past. You are what? You belong to God. You've been born again into the family of God. What a privilege. You've been transferred. Great, great privilege. That's your position in God. And it says, God the Father and Jesus Christ did this based on his, yeah, what? boundless mercy. That God treats you with boundless, oh I like that word, unlimited mercy. Mercy. When God looks at you, you sometimes we beat down ourselves too too much. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of, oh, I can never do this. Oh, it will never happen to me. No, no, no. He says, stop. It's not based on what you cannot do or what nobody will do for you or what you won't do for yourself or you you won't do for anybody. He says, it's based on God's word. Boundless mercy. You are a child of God. You belong to his family. And a loving, merciful, kind God shows boundless mercy to his children. And so you got to realize that. Yes, when they're going to stuff, when there's a reason to feel depressed and frustrated and upset and fearful and worried, I, oh, tell yourself that God always treats me with what? Mercy. That my life.
life is not based on my performance. People lose hope. It's like, I failed. I don't have the money. I don't have the skills. I don't have the connections. I don't have the contacts. And so look at everything that's happening. Or look at everything in my future that I don't have. The, the, the means to be honest. It's, it's not about you. God treats you with boundless mercy. It is his boundless mercy that God has given us. It's a gift. It's a gift. He's already given you his mercy. Glory to God. It's already tap into it. Thank you God for your mercy. Mercy, greater my mistakes. Mercy undeserved. Mercy unearned. Mercy unthinkable. Mercy. Mercy. It says, remember this so that you can snap out of your worry. Snap out of your feeling of hopelessness and desperation and frustration. You can snap out of your depression knowing that, hey, your body is sick. Your bank account is not strong. Your family is not going the way you wanted to go. But this is not the end of the story. Because God has boundless mercy. He will treat you better than you deserve. (laughs) And that's not the end of the story. You will taste of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Glory to God. God doesn't run out of mercy. He doesn't run out of miracles. He doesn't run, run, run out of goodness. Glory to God. He's all good all the time. And it says he's given you. Somebody circle the word God has given. Circle the word given. He's given us boundless mercy. And this is a privilege because you are his child. You've been born again. And so God says, I want you to live in the hope of eternal life. Eternal life means God's life. God's life in your life. Oh, glory to God. Your heritage has changed. You are now a child of God. You have eternal life. And so God says, live in that hope. Oh, mine, oh, mine, oh, mine, oh, mine. Glory to Almighty God. You've gotten to a place in your life you cannot make God love you <laughs> any less. <laughs> you can't make God love you any less. Even when you are down, even when you've made, oh yes, just a hopeless, helpless mistake. While others will walk out of your life, God is walking right in. Just like the thief on the cross who confessed. He says, as for us, we are receiving what we have deserved. We we, we did something horrible. We did something terrible. And we are getting the capital punishment. Jesus said that it's not over. Today you'll be with me in paradise. The woman who says, look, this is what this this woman has done. The Lord said, we ought to stone her. We ought to condemn her. Jesus says, you want to condemn her? Why don't you get started first if you've not done any wrong in your life? The mercy of God. The mercy of God. He says, when you're feeling hopeless, look at what I've done. Look at what others have done to me. Look at the situation that's unbearable. He says, you've got to realize that God always treats me with boundless mercy because I am his child. Glory to Almighty God. He'll come to my aid. He'll come to my rescue. Amen, amen, amen. We We get to call God Father because we're in his family. We're not alone. We have a lot of brothers and sisters in the family of God that we don't even know them. But God can pull the strings. He can touch hearts and minds. He can put good people on your path. Anyone believe what I'm saying? You say, I have no one to help me. You have God and God owns the whole world. 
He owns hearts and minds of any and everybody. And God can call strangers, strangers to you, but not strangers to God. God created them. God put them in a position that he will use them to send his grace, mercy, and favor over your life. He says, because of my boundless mercy, you have spiritual support. My presence is with you. My protection is with you. My peace is with you. My purpose for your life hasn't changed. And I'm still oh, on that path to get you where I created you for. I will supply your needs. I'll keep meeting you where you are and I'll take you to where I want you to be high, on higher ground. And I'll continue to protect your life. And God says, you ought to come. You ought to come. Look to me. Look to me when your head is... We live in a very difficult world, a very dark world, bad things happen, you know, we get sick, we, we get wounded, we get hurt, we get discouraged, we get fearful, all these things will happen, we are human, we are not removed from this world, this is not heaven, there are, there are tragedies that happen on this earth, there are accidents that happen, there are challenges, there are pro- it happens to the young, the old, the Christian, the, the, the non-Christian, it happens to the rich, the poor, anybody, in this world you have trouble, but it says, understand this, even in the broken world, you have me, and God says, when you're going through difficulties, don't carry it in your bosom, don't hold that fire in your heart, give it to me, come to me, look to me, for I am the God of all hope, when I have a purpose for your life, and I have boundless mercy for you. Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, where we'll receive God's mercy and find grace to help us when we need it the most. Amen. So number one, God has chosen us for a divine purpose. And number two, also always, always know that God treats you with mercy. Let me give you a last one. But God's what power will always protect me. God's power will always protect me. I'll give you an illustration. There is a magnificent hotel in Bahamas. I was thinking about that this week. It's named after the lost city of Atlantis. If you've been there, or just go and Google that. One day, if you're looking for a nice place to go, go to Bahamas and the Atlantis Hotel. It's a huge hotel. Uh, and this hotel is viewed as one of the greatest hotels in the world. Now, one of the nice things about this hotel is that right there in the middle of the hotel is a water park. Water park. And in the water park, it's a water slide that looks like a huge Egyptian pyramid. Walk with me. Use your imagination. And this, 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 this water slide goes through this pyramid straight down at a lightning speed. It's like, it's like wow, when you're outside, you hear people screaming. It looks scary. It's a trailer. But you see, while you are going down, where you see this beautiful pyramid and these lights and so forth, and you see all this this water to the left and right, you're going to see that right there behind the glass are sharks and wild, monstrous, dangerous fishes in the world. And they have built an aquarium. Right there in the pyramids. But you see what's happened is that these sharks and these wild fishes, these monsters fishes. And there's a barrier between shark and the human beings that are going through the tunnel. And you see all these sharks swimming and you wonder, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Are they going to come get 
But there is this protective shield that is shielding you from the shot. You can see them. They may be able to see you. This is an example of God's protective shield. God has this covering that, yes, the situation may look scary. You say, Pastor Mike, I had this bad dream. Pastor Mike, this is what has happened to my life. My job, my health, my finances, my kids, my, my, this is so bad, so terrible. Yes, it looks scary. Sometimes it seems like there's trouble going on all around us. But God is saying, he says, yes, you may be afraid on the inside, but I've got that wall around you. There is that invisible wall around you. You may even smell the heat coming in. You may even feel the touch of the enemy holding you. You may even feel the rain, the storm hitting down hard on you. But God is saying there is that invisible wall that I have around you. And God says sometimes I will keep you all together from trouble. Other times, I will just cause you to slide. You're going to slide. You're going to see those shocks left and right. You're going to see them come right at a glass. You may, oh, you may see them, but there's a glass. There's a wall. There's a protective shield. Glory to Almighty God. You say, I'm afraid. I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to die. I'm going to get divorced. This all bad things will happen. God is saying, I'm still holding your hand. The covering of the Lord is upon you. And you ought to realize that. Glory to Almighty God. God power, God's power always protects me. You tell your weary heart that I'm not alone. I will have hope because God is my protector and is right here with me. Oh, Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. And what? He delivered me from all my fears. You see that? You see, Pastor Mike, you don't understand. This is scary. This is heartbreaking. This is traumatic. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry. What are you going through? God wants you to know. That's not the end of the story. Because the God of all hope who has promised you that because you are his child and he's got a purpose for your life and he treats you with mercy and he's got himself and Jesus and the Holy Spirit working on your side he says I'll put that wall around you and when you seek me he says I will answer you and I'll deliver you from all your fears remember this number one no matter what you go through in life let this become a hope lifter for you say that with me God has chosen me for a divine purpose number two God always treats me with mercy number three God's power no matter what will what protect me amen pray with me pray, pray this with me Jesus I thank you for your word I thank you for the gracious gift of hope and so today, I receive your good plans for my life. Today, I embrace your boundless mercy. And today, help me to trust in your unshakable protection over my life. This is my life. Take it, Lord. Use me to accomplish your good purposes for my life. In Jesus' name. Amen.